0: Welcome to the Get With It podcast. I will be your host, Elizabeth. This podcast will focus on the decline of women in technology and how our grassroots organization works with the community to foster relationships and reducing the gap of women in tech. We will be talking with both men and women and how to continue to move the needle forward on those relationships. For more information, please check us out at getwithit.org. Welcome to another edition of the Get What A Podcast. Oh my God, this is how this is going to go. Um, so today we have Tori Reichman. Did I say it right? Yes. That's, you did say it right. Yes. Thumbs up. I will tell you, Tori, I screw up more last names than anybody <laughs> that's ever hosted a podcast before. So um, it's a hot mess. So, um, okay. So a little bit different here because you're in the UK. Mm, I yeah. am,
1: but I am American through and through.
0: You're American I mean, through and through. Oh, we're going to get to that because that's interesting. So <laughs> you're in the UK. It's five o'clock there. It's noon yes. here. So um, Tori and I were just talking about how we should probably have a drink at this point of our days. Mm-hmm. So, um, Okay. So pretty much we're going to learn about you, Tori, and how you got to where you are now, but we have to go back to your history. And of course, we don't have to go all the way back to birth.
1: So- <laughs> I mean, if you're interested, it was a Tuesday. My mom tells me it happened at 8.05 in the morning.
0: <laughs> there are a better story. Tori's going to be real detailed. <laughs> um, so we're... Start in your history where you, where life began for you—not birth life, oh, wow. but like life life—not birth life, but like my current life. Kind my God, I mean, yeah. If that's where you want to start, I've learned that people start when they say. Well, I wanted to be a, a rock star, and then I'm like, "Well, <laughs> damn! How did you end up here then?" So, why you're on this podcast? <laughs> exactly. So, it could be different. It could be high school. You decided you were going to take over the world.
1: <laughs> One baby step at a time. That is true. Um. Okay, so a little about me. How did I get here? Um. It was I always really enjoyed working with people and. Um, I finished university. I went to the University of Michigan and I saw that oh, you but wait. I know I I almost didn't mention it, but I felt like I had to.
0: Oh my god, you're Michigan here. <laughs> Are you originally from Michigan?
1: I'm from New York originally. Oh, you're um right. but like how could I say no to a big 10 school? I was social Michigan State.
0: Hello.
1: <laughs> U of M. I'm sorry.
0: Oh,
1: I'm a proud Wolverine, but we did, um, Oh, what was it called? We did like the football run from Michigan state to Michigan. Um, and we carried the football between the game and Red Bull sponsored our event. So we could talk about that if you want.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't even know what that happened. That must've been oh like gosh. way after my days. I'm old. They didn't do cool no. stuff like that when I was there. Well, I was at no. Michigan state. Well
1: fair. but I don't drink Red Bull anymore as a result of, that fateful night a lot, 20 years ago. So.
0: Oh, I'm sure you puked that shit up. <laughs> it was <laughs> disgusting.
1: I would never, I look at people drinking Red Bull and I think, wow, wow. But anyway, Michigan. Um, And I, I loved working with people and I discovered people in organizations and I thought, wow, HR, HR seems like a field that I could really find myself in and get comfortable. And so I started off in HR after university. I actually had a couple of internships. Um, and after university, I ended up in HR retail companies. So federated department stores, well, used to be federated, um, but now is Macy's. So the whole global brand under Macy's. Um, and I was in corporate HR and I really loved it. And I had an opportunity to go and work at PwC, PricewaterhouseCoopers, but again in HR. And the idea there was that I kind of supported people as an HR manager. And I really wanted the opportunity to go become a consultant, and so to go advise companies on how to help people through transformational change and crisis, and how to manage stakeholders. And so, kind of taking everything I learned about supporting people in the company, and then helping to go and advise. Because when you're in your 20s, obviously you think that like you know enough to be able to tell other people how to do that. Yeah, of course, <laughs> <just> totally not. <laughs> But it was great. I traveled the world. I spent a couple of years like living and working out of Chicago, having been in New York, and then I had this opportunity to come to London. Um and so I worked for PwC from London for a couple of years, always in kind of a transformational change space. So I did that for a long time and um the part about coming to London, kind of running in parallel to having this amazing career experience, I met a boy and we stayed I did friends those in boys. my class. <laughs> Just really ruins your plan. Um, an, English, an English boy, nonetheless. And so I went back to the U.S. My, my secondment finished. I went back to the U.S. and we stayed in touch. And we agreed. We really, you know, had strong feelings. And I had no desire to live in New York anymore. I'd kind of done it. And I was turning 30. And I thought, I really want to get back to London. And so um, I came back to London. I went to London Business School. And While I was at London Business School, I thought it was a great opportunity to do something different, get away from corporate. And kind of in my first term, I discovered this HR tech startup company. Um, And the founder was an alum from LBS, and she was looking for unpaid interns. So obviously, when you're getting your MBA, you want to not earn any money. Um, which I had the fortune of doing. And so I got to work at this great company called Move Guides, um, which has since become Topia. And I joined when we were seed funded. And I stayed right the way through to Series C and discovered there's this amazing career path called customer success, where you kind of combine these people focused skills that I had this love for helping people manage through change, this kind of advisory role, but all around a subject matter that I knew well, which was global, global mobility. So how do you help employees move around the world? How do you help companies provide better support, better data, cost management, a better experience for all those folks? Um, so I went to Topia, or move Guides at the time, and I stayed there for about seven years. And I had my two babies um, during that experience and kind of was coming back from the second maternity leave and thought, okay, now it's really time to go and find what's my passion? If I'm going to do this, if I'm going to not see my kids for bedtime, if I'm going to, you know, <laughs> which now has a whole new meaning. <laughs> Total,
0: totally. Totally. Totally.
1: Six months into coronavirus. But anyway. Um, yeah. And it was just at the point when I was starting to look that I got contacted by this, this woman um, on LinkedIn who said, Hey, I'm Netta. I'm a founder. Um, this is the company that we've just created and I'm looking for someone to kind of help us build it, become part of the founding team, lead the customer organization. Are you interested in having a chat? And I thought, whoa, this sounds amazing. Is this vault platform now? This is vault platform. This is where I am. Oh, all right. 18 months later. Yeah. So it's a startup. We're seed funded. Um, we, so where are we now? It is September, 2020. We were incorporated in January, 2018. I joined in June, 2019. Um, and that's when we launched kind of June,
0: 2019. We brought on our first clients. Okay. So now you have to explain what it is. <laughs> vault.
1: So I could give you the true pitch. Um, but really vault is vault is kind of incredibly relevant and is starting to change. Um, not just the world of work, but is really starting to change how people and organizations work together and how you build trust in organizations. So what's Vault? Vault Platform, um, from our perspective, it's an innovative reporting and resolution solution. What that really means is we've got an app for employees, and we call it the Resolution Hub, but a platform that companies can use and enti- In entirety, the system helps employees speak up about any kind of workplace discrimination, sexual harassment, any kind of misconduct, really, um, codes of ethics violations that they otherwise either don't talk about at all, or what we've seen in the media over the last few years is that employees take their concerns to the media. And Vault really seeks to help businesses protect their investments, both that they're making in diversity and inclusion and equality, but also create a safe space where employees can raise concerns and kind of rebuild the trust that a lot of organizations are saying they want, but doesn't really, you know, doesn't really exist today.
0: So where does this, where, so is this like an app or like a desktop application? It's a mobile app, so employees download it onto their
1: phones, so the company buys Vault um, they provide each of their employees with a license so employees can get it on their phone. And then on the corporate side, whether it's the employee relations part of the organization or ethics and compliance or the HR business partners, they have um kind of a desktop web solution that they use to be able to, kind of like a management information system, to be able to see the cases that come in, investigate them, resolve them, and then they get data and insights
0: and in aggregate. So who is the HR people, the people that are getting the information?
1: So the company, um, we kind of have two sets of buyers. HR is one of our buyers. um, And so when I talk about HR, I'm talking about in many organizations that includes employee relations, it includes diversity and inclusion, or it could just be the HR um, generalist organization that own it. And then our other set of buyers are the ethics and compliance buyers. And so a number of our clients were bought by general office of general counsel are bought by head of internal audit are bought by head of ethics and compliance. And so it really depends on the organization who manages um, misconduct, who manages speak up from their perspective, but oftentimes they work in collaboration together. So one will buy, but it'll be a solution that everyone has their hands on.
0: Okay, so, so Netta, is that who? Yes. Yes, yes okay. she is co-founder. So the founder. So mm-hmm. how did, did she ever ever tell you like why this? I'm fascinated why people like think of these things. Yeah. And then they take it to the next step, of course, to make it happen. But did she have like an experience or was, is Netta, I'm assuming Netta is a female. Neta is a female um,
1: she is one of those incredible strong females, um, of which thank gosh there are so many more coming to the surface that is true. Um, but, <laughs> um, and she is she is a person who takes action and so she did have um, she did have a personal experience kind of very early on in her career um, and actually to your point, she didn't do something about it straight away. Um, in the kind of wake of the Me Too movement, when she and her husband were seeing the Harvey Weinstein um, story unfold on the media, they kind of looked it at each other here? and thought, um, "It happened to her in Israel, so she's
0: Israeli." Okay, but she was watching what was happening. Oh, she was watching in
1: TV. Yeah, oh, that's so uh, sad. no, in London. So, oh,
0: okay, both cool. is I was like... UK
1: headquartered. Yep. <laughs>
0: All over the Us world. Americans, we're all bad. So, I mean, we, <laughs> people overseas are like, what the hell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but to be true, like everywhere around the world, people are like, what's going on with everybody today? Exactly. That is true. So she's watching this happen. Yeah. And
1: she and her husband are thinking, God, why, why is this still a problem? It has been whatever 10 years since their experience why why is this continuing to happen and can't can't technology solve this problem and really what's the problem the problem is that people have experiences misconduct happens but nobody is talking to their employer about it they're going to the media isn't there a way to and and beneath that why is that happening because there's no trust because Employees don't believe companies will do something about it if they're told. And so the question that she and her husband, Rotem, who's also co-founder um, and CTO, tried to crack and and what we're working to resolve today is how do we use technology to establish trust within organizations so that people can speak up um, and feel like they can elevate what's happening, escalate what's happening, and then ensure the company brings it to a conclusion and a resolution so that people don't have to go out to the media or leave their jobs or all of those awful things that, you know, happen to people as a result of the misconduct they experience.
0: Yeah. I would say the psychological safety in any business is, is very much lacking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think it's something that I personally find really interesting. So if I, if I thought about why have I chosen to come work at vault versus somewhere else? It's because we're actually able to give employees a mechanism and through the technology to create that experience of psychological safety. And it's not simulated. It's true. You can having, faced one of these very difficult experiences, you can document it. You can include any kind of documentation that would um, give visibility to what happened to you. So let's say you've experienced um, something over text message or WhatsApp, you can actually capture that and include it in your submission. And you can choose either to submit it by disclosing your identity, if you have the confidence and the desire to do so. You can choose to be anonymous, or actually, you get psychological safety through knowing that there is safety in numbers, and if you wanna if you want to report that somebody has allegedly perpetrated an experience against you, you don't have to be the first or the only person to do that. So you can actually submit a report knowing that someone else has had um an experience with the same person, so that you don't have to go it alone and put your head above the parapet
0: Wow, okay. Gosh, where was this app like 20 years ago when I was working in restaurants? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Bar- restaurants and retail. <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's everywhere, unfortunately. It is. It's horrible in restaurants. The
1: mm-hmm.
0: bartender it is an female bartender. it's
1: just, you feel like you're just out there waiting to become a victim. And that's a terrible work environment to be part of, right? Nobody deserves that. Right.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So now is your shirt wild? Because the logo is wild.
1: (laughs) My actual super tie-dye, neon tie-dye shirt today. I just felt like, It's been really warm in London the last couple of days, and then today it was not quite so warm, but I'm not ready to get rid of summer yet. So Uh, I needed a little bit
0: of... When you say warm, let's discuss this. What is warm?
1: Oh, no. It was like, uh, oh my gosh, I can only think in Celsius. It was 25 degrees Celsius, which is 75 degrees, 80 degrees that's pretty
0: pleasant.
1: It was warm for London in September. It was warm. Today, it is like 65 degrees Fahrenheit okay so yeah.
0: yeah we were back up I, in the 80s this week i'm not i i mean Global I'm a fall girl. A real thing. i like fall it's coming it, it will is. be here soon it is coming and you know what's even better is now there's big fall. i know oh my gosh now, do you watch it regularly oh, oh every saturday i watched this past <laughs> saturday i watched florida and I watched Notre Dame and I watched oh God, Clemson. N- teams that are not, I'm not a fan of, right? Because I'm great, a big by 10. I'm big 10. And <laughs> so I have no desire, but I'm like, I am lacking mm-hmm. college football in my life right now. Yes, I know. I know. It's one of the
1: happiest parts of September as you is you know that college football is like, it's back and it's right reliable. There. It's
0: right there. Yeah. So yeah. now do you get to, you're over there. How does that work? Yeah. How do you get your college football? the internet. Oh, just, is that, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I honestly, I don't watch it real time. I kind of catch the highlights and, you know, I kind of get it. And my friends, maybe not obviously, but lots of my friends went to Michigan. And so, you know, we can still, and my kids know about Michigan football. So um, we try and keep the spirit alive as best we can.
0: Okay. So yeah. you have two
1: kids. How old? Um, I have two little girls. Both their birthdays are in the next 10 days. They will turn three and they will turn five one will turn three, one will turn five.
0: Oh, they're young. They're
1: little. They're little. We just started kindergarten, which we call reception here in the UK, but it's kindergarten.
0: Reception?
1: Reception. Yeah. It's really hard. I don't know. The school system's different and it's so hard (laughs) to get your head around it. (laughs) I've done so much research on the UK school system. I can't even. Um, Yeah. So she started reception, which I, I'm t- continuously telling my mom it's kindergarten. My daughter goes to kindergarten, but my daughter doesn't know what kindergarten is. So when she talks to my mom, it's like this very confusing yeah. dialogue. And your, and your mom is still here. Yeah. So they live in Florida. My parents left New York, moved to Florida eight or ten eight years ago. Okay. Um, So they're down there. We're not seeing them.
0: It's no. very emotional for everybody. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Okay. So, um, COVID, hot mess, right? Mm. So how, let's start first. Has it affected Vault any? Mm. Interestingly, it has had a positive effect on Vault. You know what? This is so funny because I have done like probably 10 podcasts in the last like month and Ah. they all say the same thing. Really? They're all saying the same thing. And they're all like, no, this is like boomed my business right up.
1: So first of all, I was going to ask you about your podcast because I noticed that the latest ones that have been published are pre-COVID times. So I was going to say, what's the deal? So it sounds like you've been building your inventory back up. Yeah. So
0: I took a break around Christmas time um, and then I got bombarded by people who were like, I want to be on your podcast. So um, I'm like, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I don't have anything to do. I'm stuck in my house. Why not? So, My kids in high school, no problem. Yeah, so I'm just kind of like, eh. all right. Ah. Yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, since probably like August, let's see. This is this won't air till later, but th- we're in September. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow.
1: So, yeah. Um, well, it sounds like your business is doing well in the wake of
0: Yeah, there. I mean, <laughs> podcasts are like flying through the roof. <laughs>
1: That's very good. Uh, that's really good. Um, yeah, interestingly, I've seen an uptick. So my my role is VP commercial, which means I look after marketing, sales, growth, and customer success. I started initially when I joined Vault. I just looked after customer success. But, um, you know, in startup world, if you do a good job, you basically just get more responsibility. and yeah, you get multiple less, hats. Yeah, multiple hats, less um, – Less time in your day, exactly. It's a labor of love, Um, and so I would say, kind of at the the end of the funnel, kind of deals closing. We've seen a significant number of deals. We actually just closed kind of three x our best quarter in Q3. Um, So a huge number of deals have just come through the pipeline, and the impetus for this is kind of um, in the wake of coronavirus. We've seen a whole bunch of things happening. So we've seen companies. Um, have to put employees on furlough Mm -hmm. and have to start to think about um, how do they communicate with those employees? How do they get information to them? How do they start to talk to them about returning to work? And Vault allows you to do all of that within the system, and so we have customers who have joined because they want to communicate to employees about return to work policies and health and safety around returning to work in COVID times and to enable employees to speak up about any potential violations that they might face returning to work in these times, right? So that's one reason we've seen people um, choose to kind of make this decision now. kind of in tandem, but not necessarily COVID related was off the back of the Black Lives Matter movement. We've seen a lot of companies not just um, kind of attribute lip service to the importance of equality and equity in the workplace in the world, but we've actually seen a large number of companies want to put their money where their mouth is and start to encourage transformational change and culture change within their organizations. So kind of in parallel, we've seen the Black Lives Matter movement have a huge impetus on what's happening. Um, And then we've seen a number of organizations. And so this is kind of two sides of the the same coin. Um, What we've learned is that in times of crisis and certainly economic crisis, people will tend to rely on their old familiar biases. So that has a really negative impact on equality and diversity and inclusion, particularly in the workplace. Workplace, and so you, we've seen a lot of organizations cut their DNI budget, for example. But on the flip side of that is, are those organizations who have a DNI program who want to keep investing in it to protect the investments that they've already made? And by introducing Vault, they've been able to say to their employees, you know, we've made this huge investment. We've We've introduced these different ways in which you can speak up. And now we really want you to come and talk to us and tell us if people aren't um, delivering against our values, if people are, um, you know, violating our code of ethics and, and, um, yeah, behaving in a kind of misconduct matter. So we've seen all of that take place over the last couple of months, which I have to say was personally
0: exciting, but super surprising. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense, though. Yeah, it's a big it's a big thing right now. We saw like um, nationwide just um, over the summer launched that they were mm. doing this multi million dollar um, investment into um, diver- um, diversity and inclusion and a lot yeah. of companies. So you must have American clients that you don't have. To oh yeah, tell us who they yeah. are, but.
1: Yeah, we do. Half of our business actually is um, U.S. headquartered companies and half of our business is U.K. European headquartered companies. And we've got team members out in San Francisco. We've got team members based in the U.K. So we even from such an early stage um, global company, which is.
0: And you didn't want to come back to the United States. I'm trying to think
1: of a nice way to answer this. I um, Personally, I, I love living in London, so I will never move back to the U.S. unless, I was talking to a friend about this earlier, unless my children grow up and they decide to go, go to university in the U.S. and then they decide to settle in the U.S., my husband and I will move. But for right now, I really love raising them in London.
0: Dude, you didn't even give him a choice. Like, you were like, we'll be going to the U.S., <laughs>
1: He loves our babies more than I love our babies. Can I say that out loud? <laughs> you can, you can. Okay, it's you okay. can. Um, you know, he would he would move only for them, but otherwise, we'll stay here.
0: Okay. Well, then, um, back to the babies. So, yes. reception, which I can't get my <laughs> head around. Um, are you doing virtual kindergarten?
1: Or you have to kids, go to
0: real school? No, nope, they're both spoiled? in school. So they both, so the three year old goes to like some pre K, preschool, daycare. She goes to a, thing?
1: Montessori, a Montessori nursery. She's very like independent and she
0: could be her, her wild shoes child. She's, she,
1: oh my God, second children. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> my second one is, is a handful. So, oh my yes. God. Yes. Is
1: your second one a girl or a boy? I'm trying uh, to work out if there's a difference. A boy. Okay. Yeah. And is there a big age difference between them?
0: Uh, 14 and 9. Oh, wow. Do they yes. get on? No. They hate each other. <laughs> Great. Great. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> listen, Tori, I'm not winning any Mom of the Year awards anytime soon. So. Nobody is. <laughs> no.
1: So, um, it's a tough time. I mean, I think you win Mom of the Year just for, like, keeping your head above the parapet and not... <laughs> If you only scream, I mean, for me, if I only scream a couple of times in the morning, like it's a good day.
0: I'm all for if everybody survives it, survives to bedtime, we've made it. We made the day. Yes. That includes my husband. There's always chances he could be taken out at any minute. <laughs> yep. It's really the
1: honest reason why we have a spare bedroom. No,
0: <laughs> we have a spare bedroom. That's where he stays. Yes. It's the best, especially with this. This is COVID. hard.
1: It is. Yeah. It's. It's been a real challenge. It's been really interesting, like working and having my kids experience me working. They always knew that I went, mommy went to work, daddy went to work, and they never knew what that meant. Um, and now they see it, and I'm sure they still don't know what it means because they want to talk to my friends, and they want to know if I'm talking to my friend, right? <laughs> right? I don't know the last time I've been able to talk to a friend. <laughs> I talked to my colleagues, but I haven't spoken to my friends. Um. But, yeah, they're, like, part of it, right? They're part of my client calls. They're part of my team
0: calls. It's just different. It's a new norm. Like, it's not mm. uncommon for a kid, one of my kids to walk in here and be like, Mom, and I'm like, can you mm-hmm. that? See, I'm not see Emma? Or the dog <laughs> I'm, starts I'm barking, Or Yeah. Yeah. Or it my is. husband will come in and be like, what, do you have any plans for dinner? With, are you serious <laughs> right now? So yeah. Yes. Can you go make it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, <my plan. laughs> yeah, that's what I say. I don't know. What are you making? That's what we're having for. So did you here. check your phone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So total different norm. But it's really different. Both my kids are in school too, full time. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's great. Do you think that will
1: like what's the what's the wave showing right now? Do you think that'll last until Christmas?
0: So um And at least in our district, you had the choice to do either remote learning or in person. And I was like, I was like, you damn children are getting out of this house. I am not (laughs) doing remote learning. I, you know, hell no. I had to do it March, April and May. And my son is on the spectrum. And so he's medicated, but it's very hard to work. And yeah teach a kid who's on the spectrum it's just it's nearly I just, impossible. it's just not yeah sure so um we have a tutor that comes in now that works with them but um yeah i the minute i found out they were going the like schools were opening they're were like we're gonna do remote right i was like oh hell now i'll be dropping you no off chance. at 6 a.m mm-hmm. every day 10 <laughs> minutes early yep <laughs> get out. You can do after
1: school clubs. Just mm-hmm. go.
0: Just yeah. Go. So, and my daughter plays volleyball Great. in high school. So uh, she's distracted. Awesome. So it's, yeah, okay. I th- I would like life to go back to normal. Did you work in the office full-time before? Mm-hmm. And now oh, I was, do you miss it? There's a slight bit that I do miss. Um, I mm-hmm. love to be around people and laugh. I could and, tell have fun at work and um, it's difficult um, yeah. when you work with an IT team, they're introverts mm-hmm. to begin with and then mm-hmm. you get them to put their camera on during a zoom call. God forbid, because <laughs> that's never going to work. And um, so yeah, it's, it's hard. So yeah. do you guys, I'm assuming you have an office. Um, we do have physical office space. So
1: we used to have this really awesome office in this co-working building, and I don't know for any of your listeners or if you know London well, but it was just by Borough Market, um, which is amazing. It's this, like, beautiful food market where you get kind of way, way, way back in the day, it was one of those um, wholesale markets, so where all – you could get your – you know, you could go to the fishmonger and you can go to the meat and the vegetables and the cheeses yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And then many years ago, they've started to kind of make it a bit more retail. And so you can go to Borough Market and it's such a treat. You walk around, you taste and sample everything. Um, and then there's restaurants. And so our office is um, kind of five minutes down the road from there. So I miss that. I miss it very, very, very much. But we made the decision a few weeks ago Um that because so many people were happy working from home, or certainly happy working from home, part of the time, we didn't need as big of a physical office, and so we figured we could put the money as business into, you know, hiring a new person, and so we downsized our office space, and so, so now you we've changed got, your footprint. So we changed our footprint as a result, um, and it's significantly smaller. And I don't know that I will ever go there, if I'm completely honest. Really? It really? Yeah. Yeah. It's really like, and I've started saying that out loud and I miss being in an office. I miss being with my colleagues. I mean, I miss being able to take a walk and to go buy, you know, like some band-aids or whatever you need during the middle of the day. Right. I don't do that at home, but I don't, I don't feel the need to go to an office that has a small subsection of people unless it were to be my whole team and my team is distributed anyway. So, yeah, I just, I, I could see us doing, you know, for the team that's around going into a meeting event space once every couple of weeks and spending a day there and doing face-to-face sessions like that. But for a regular basis, like this bedroom, my living room, (laughs) my husband's working at home on the
0: ironing board. Like (laughs) that's going to be me. Now, so your husband is working remotely too. What is he in IT? Yeah. He, um, technically
1: no, he works at a bank, oh. um, but he does run an IT team. Um, so he, a couple of years ago, he, um, left kind of the commercial side of the business and went to help build a FinTech product, um, for the bank that they sell to their clients. And so he's, he's working with a whole kind of like 30 to 40 people on his team, developers, product engineers, kind of the whole, um, so you you and he could probably have a whole conversation
0: about Zoom video and
1: <laughs> whether you see oh, people's faces.
0: Yeah, no, I can imagine. I can imagine. But I will say over in London, mm. you guys are way more advanced than we are here. Like, when, you think? oh, when the pandemic happened and everybody relied mm. on Zoom, it was like mass panic. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Really? And people that oh. I've talked to overseas are like, yeah, no, this is the norm for us. Cause we yeah. talk to clients all the time on zoom. And I was yeah. like, Oh my God, people like freaked out. Like, Oh wow. Just like they were so overwhelmed and zoom doesn't always work. And so yeah. it's, you know, they are so it's a big change. It is because here it's, a company, an organization, enterprise, whatever, is like, you have to be in your chair from eight to five or nine to five.
1: Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you
0: go anywhere, you need to talk, you know, they're very stringent on that. We think you're only being productive if you're sitting in a chair. Now companies are finding out, huge organizations are like, man, we get more out of them when they work at home because they don't go out to lunch. Yeah, They eat while they work. They get yeah. back on after they put kids back to bed because they're like, oh, I want to finish this before. And uh-huh. so it's a whole new change over here where companies are not, they're lowering their footprint too. They're like, we're not going to re-sign our lease. We're going to. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a big I, change.
1: I've started to notice and what I'm, what I'm actually finding with my clients. So I was talking to some clients earlier this week who've, they launched, when did they launch? They launched, the end of August, I think. So kind of catching everybody before the kids went back to school. Um, But they were saying what they wanted to make sure that they got into the app was how to continue working remotely with people and to kind of reinforce that bullying, harassment, discrimination can still happen electronically, even though people are remote, that this isn't something that just happens face to face. And to kind of remind people that you still need to think about how you talk to someone. You still need to think about what you're saying just because you're remote doesn't mean you aren't at risk of treating someone inappropriately. Um, But yeah, it's really, it's becoming definitely the new norm,
0: this whole remote, remote working. It is. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. It's super crazy. So you have these two kids. You sound like you have a nice, Mm -hmm. lovely husband who makes dinner for you. Um. (laughs) he does (laughs) he does he does does. often he does I have to be nice he does so what do you do when you're not working
1: Mm. um I listened I was listening to one of your other podcasts and I'm not gonna I forget the name of the guest um but you might remember but I'm a peloton enthusiast um I got my bike about actually, just when I joined Vault, um, so just over a year ago, and I I use the Peloton quite regularly in the morning to keep me sane. So, inside or outside? Inside. Do
0: you inside. have the one that goes from side to side now? No, I'm not. Mm-mm. You're no not, old no. school. I'm not there school. yet. No Pelotonia. Okay. Well, I'm sure in that podcast we had a conversation about. Doesn't it hurt your butt?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I. Of all of the spin bikes I've been on, I do not need a pad. I I mean, you can't see it from my little face up, but I've got quite a cushy tushy, so I'm totally comfortable on this seat. It's fine. I can't
0: imagine that.
1: It hurts the butt. No, it's okay. Peloton has a really good seat. Um, and then to compensate, what else I do with my time is I bake. So yesterday I made a whole batch of cheesecake brownies, and then this morning I got on the bike, and I feel like if I just eat and cycle and eat and cycle. <laughs>
0: it's so fine. you bake at night, eat it, and then you're like, I'm <laughs> cycling in the morning, and so I'll just I've got to get off. up at 6 o'clock. It's fine. <laughs> so, oh, all right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I listen, if it works for you, I'm totally – I think it's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. So those are my two exercise and then baking, baking and cooking are kind of a big, um, source of enjoyment for me. I love, I love feeding my kids. They love baking, um, which is so messy when you have little children Yeah, and chocolate and sugar, but you get great pictures out of it and it's really fun. Hmm. So we do a lot of that.
0: Yeah. And you cook with them too.
1: We cook with them. We're really—it's really important to us that they have a good appreciation for food and they understand where food comes from. So we've um, we've taken them to fruit and vegetable farms so that they can pick ingredients, so that they can see how food grows in the ground or grows on trees or um, on vines. And then we'll come home and we'll do—you know—we'll cook whatever with them. Um, so this weekend we got some potatoes. We made some gnocchi. We had picked some tomatoes. Tomatoes, if any English people were listening to me. Um, we made our own sauce <laughs> and then we oh, baked it all together. Some
0: tomatoes. I sound like such a <laughs> jerk when I say it. Uh, uh, it's awful. So don't read the book. Where does baking come from then? Cause my, my dad, I think she was in the fourth grade, third or fourth grade and uh, she read the book. And Is it really? Um, yeah, she went vegetarian. I was like, I don't know how to feed you your child. child grilled cheese.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I I like, right. I'm like oh, Grilled cheese with some it. bacon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, no, they um they I let them see whole chickens when I make them and we talk about chickens when we see them on a farm and I don't think they really understand what happens to that chicken running around until it ends up on you know, in the kitchen. But the older one can say the chicken is dead and now we're going to eat it. I don't think she understands really what dead means or how dead happens. But um, yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't they think enjoyed there, the cooking. I don't think there's <laughs> one that says where does chickens come from? So I think you're safe. It's just the pig. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. It's
1: pig. so delicious. It's, it's so
0: delicious. It is she still a vegetarian? No. Or is she over that? Okay. Yeah, she's over it. She, she doesn't eat bacon. She doesn't eat pork actually. Um, but, um, she she did really, scar her. I did um, I didn't, we had a sitter, watch out for those sitters, man. Mm. Um, we had a high school girl sitting and she was watching a video on her phone and she's like, have you ever read this book? And she whipped it out to my oh. 10 year old, nine year old. And so, yeah, I was like, thank thing, you dad. so much for that education. <laughs> not you have now made dinner <laughs> so much harder than it already was. Yes. Listen, there's only so many times I can make macaroni and cheese and grilled cheese sandwiches. No,
1: it's true. It's true. I I did discover a way to make macaroni. I didn't, I mean, I didn't discover it. I followed a recipe where you, it was so clever. You could hide all of these greens in it. So you could like blitz up spinach as part of the cream sauce. Kids get it. Like they know that cheese is not green and that if your cheese sauce is green, it's because there's vegetables in there. Right. Like, like it's not, it's not clever. No. It's just basically a waste of food. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> what it turned
0: out. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're like, I'm not stupid. I know that there's, mm-hmm. yeah. you have to mm-hmm. physically hide it. It's like a dog treat. Yeah. You got to physically hide you know, <laughs> the pill in the dog treat. So, yeah, it's true.
1: Yeah. It's so sad. It yeah. is.
0: So. These kids are so smart nowadays. They're way too smart. So, um, okay, well, you Peloton, you bake. Um uh, Yeah. You're learning kindergarten all over again. I am. I'm learning yeah. how to raise English
1: children. We used to travel, but you know, obviously, obviously that's not a thing anymore.
0: Right. Um,
1: no. I feel like it's a huge bit of my identity that just kind of like went down the <laughs>
0: went down the toilet. So, did you, would you come over <laughs> to visit your parents, or do they come yeah, over we used to, to come see you?
1: Both. We used to come. So we had an agreement with them that we would go over twice a year. And that, you know, with little kids, that's kind of like a big investment because of the time change and all of that kind of stuff. But we used to go twice a year. Um, and then my parents would come at least twice a year. And sometimes my mom would make, kind of make an extra trip or two on her own just to come for a long weekend and, and see the girls. And so now we actually haven't seen my parents live since last October. And it's really
0: It'll be a whole year.
1: Yeah. And we're meant to go and we're meant to go for half term, which is something that you don't get in the U.S. So it's basically like you get a week or two, depending on your school, off in the middle of October because the kids have been in school for six weeks. And so they obviously need a two-week break. break. Um, (laughs) Just when you feel like, okay, my life is back to normal. The kids are back to school. You have to hang out with them for two weeks. Um, So yeah, we were supposed to go this year and we're not going to get to, and everybody's really bummed about it. That's so sad. Kids and parents are like, yeah, yeah. So it's hard. It's very hard. I think the kids are actually, as we speak, I think the kids are videoing with my parents right now while they're eating dinner. So, you know, they're very modern children. And they, I guess, for like the last kids growing up for the last 15 years are far more technologically savvy and just kind of than any generation that came before. So this will be really interesting to see what happens as a result and watch, watch them as they grow.
0: That's true. Now, do you, your kids, like, does your daughter say, I want to be like you when I grow up?
1: Not yet, but they haven't started to get the concept of when they grow up. So the most that they'll say is they play this game. My husband, if he listens to this, can be so embarrassed that I said this out loud. They play this game, Tory mummy. And so like they get to play who's Tory mummy. And so there's Tori mummy, their sister, Eliana, their sister, Noah. And so, you could be Daddy Jamie. So everybody gets to be a different character in the family, but the prize role is to be Tory Mummy. Oh. So maybe I like as of right now, that's all they want to be is Tori Mummy. But I don't think they understand, you know, the the responsibility that comes with being Tory Mummy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 <nope>, they don't <laughs> Nope, they don't. They sure don't. They don't. So, so no, okay, well, this is where we want to um put in the LinkedIn. W I'm Is it vault.com? It's actually vaultplatform.com. So all one word. All one word, vaultplatform.com. Okay. Yes. And legit, your logo is your shirt. I love it. (laughs) Isn't it great? I love (laughs) it. Um, Okay. So vaultplatform.com. And I'm assuming if they go to the website, there's like probably if somebody's interested, they can fill out the form and somebody gets back to them. Absolutely. They can learn a little bit more about the product, about
1: how we help employees speak up, about how we help organizations. But there's also a form you can fill out a form to book a demo. You can download some content if you're interested just to learn more around, you know, how we help companies around speak up culture. Um, we are starting to build our own kind of thought leadership and conversation and dialogue. So I'm really looking for like people who are interested, have interesting points of view and, you know, something to contribute or something to say. So we'd love to hear from people from that perspective as well.
0: Oh, that'd be great. Mm. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Okay. Well, it's nighttime there. Mm. It's almost six o'clock. Wine time. It's It's wine time there. Um, and I'm not going to hold you from your family any longer. So I thank you for taking your time out of your busy day to be on and, um, jump into the bedroom with the dollhouse and the kids play table. (laughs) Thank you. And you're probably sitting on the floor. (laughs) I am. I am. This
1: whole thing. It's such a sense of humility of like people seeing inside your house.
0: (laughs) no makeup. I mean, obviously you can't see us right now, but there's zero makeup. going. You know what? I I was telling Carol, I mean, I woke up this morning. We went out last night and uh, it was a long time. And I woke up this morning. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to wing it today. (laughs) But you did
1: a great job that like I never would have got, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, no, this was a, I'm not feeling it. Well done. So. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. But um, yeah, thank you for coming into my very comfy, cozy, <laughs> tiny I love house. it.
0: When I come visit, I'll just, you know, Yes, there's a bed. There's a bed. There's a bed
1: for you. you. It comes with bunnies.
0: You know, what else could you need? And there's a dollhouse. I'll play dollhouse. There's house. a dollhouse. We can it's have fantastic. tea time. Yeah. <laughs> and we can play Michigan, Michigan State in the background. Yes, that is true. That is true. <laughs> Only the games at Michigan State beat Michigan though. Well, obviously, obviously uh, I would right? never dream of insulting you as my guest. I would never <laughs> dream of anything besides. <laughs> right. Yes. All right. Well, enjoy your family. They sound super lovely. Thank you for being on and thank you. Um, we, you know, we'll circle back around. Um, Amazing. When you I've really the enjoyed world. the chat. Wow. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. We will see you next time and feel free to drop us a line at getwitted.org.